All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's called The Why right now. I'm with Nick, the producer, and Nick says he doesn't like the name, so... This might be the fastest name change in the history of podcasts. Right. So I have a confession. Yeah. It took me about two months to figure out the name of that, the why. Yeah. And it, it sounds really smart because it's the, getting to the why behind questions of like, yeah. I'm not just going to ask you a surface level question. I'm going to actually get to the root. I don't like it. It just sounds bad. Can I ask you a question? Uh, I'm afraid of what you're about to ask me. Why? So, yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> uh, because just, I mean, say it a couple of times. Why? The Y. The Y. The Welcome y. to the Y. Yeah, it's... it's. Ooh, it might be the letter. People might be confused by that. I don't like that. Yeah. So what's a better name? Well, here's what I'm thinking, if you're up for it. Um, we record this one and the next one, uh-huh. and then we figure out what we like, what we'd like it to be called, okay. based on actually what happens inside of the podcast. Okay. What do you think about that? I like it. Or we get to the end of this and we're like, oh, uh, of course it should be called blank. It could be just called uh, the Nick and Kyle show. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll keep it open. No, I'm with you. Yeah, we'll wait till the end. Hey, never mind. You'll wait till the end. Great. Yeah. Cool. So, well, what are we talking about today? Well, before we get there, I have a question for you. Yep. Uh, why are we doing? Why do you care about this podcast? Oh man, so many reasons. Main reason: most people, most of the time, one feel lonely. Don't like to admit it, though. Um, turns out you can do market research and you'll determine that. One, everyone feels lonely. And two, no one wants to admit that they feel lonely. Okay. Um, the other main reason is because a, a lot of times, even with our closest friends, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hardest to be the most honest with them, which is kind of counterintuitive because you think huh. the people who you're closest to will be the people who it's easiest to have deep conversations with. Not actually true. Because the people who you're closest to, it turns out, um, most of your reason for being with them is to have a whole lot of fun. And so it can feel really awkward to interject the fun time. Here we are hanging out, having a great time with your real bummer feeling that you have in the, in the moment. And so we hold back, right? Okay. And so my hope is that this podcast helps fix some of that loneliness because we're having a conversation and listeners are actually with us mm-hmm. in a really real way, part of the conversation with us. Um, and then, two, it, it kind of helps express some of those real things that we're thinking, feeling, and maybe motivates us to have a real conversation with a friend who we know. Okay. There we go. So you see loneliness. Uh-huh. You want it to be authentic and have fun. And you yeah. think some people believe that those things can't exist together. I think people think they can exist together. They just don't. Okay. People, why? People are afraid of it? Like, you just use the name of the podcast. I, I know. It's kind of... <laughs> What if we find out that that actually is the perfect name? Like, oh my gosh. No. It's called the Y. I did spend two months figuring it out. You made a great logo. So. Thank you. I mean, we can still use that. We'll just change the, the wording. Yeah. Whenever you're listening to this, whoever you are, uh, you'll already know the name because that's what it, it'll be called. We'll call it the How. That'd be a really easy change. Same yeah. number of letters. Mm. So. That's inspiring. We'll keep, we'll keep wearing it. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so, are you lonely? Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. When. Let's talk about loneliness. Mm-hmm. Is that what we want to talk about today? 
We could. Uh, the other thing here, you get to choose. Um, I'm overwhelmed and stressed out, <laughs> uh, and <laughs> specifically about getting this podcast started. I'm sure. just gonna be real. And here, here, I'll even I'll even go a little more honest. Before we started this, I wrote down that I could tell you that I'm overwhelmed and stressed about this, so I could say that when we recorded this. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That's that's a lot. It is a lot. Can you tell me why you feel overwhelmed? So is that what we're going for? We're going for yeah. Let's do that. All right. Um, well, I want it to work, and okay. I feel unprepared. Mm. What would be what would make you feel more prepared? If all the questions were answered, is that possible? No. Okay. So <laughs> what you're saying is it would be impossible to not feel overwhelmed. Yes, unless unless I was better. You know, what if I was just a better human being? You know. Yeah. Is that what? makes people who don't feel overwhelmed not feel overwhelmed do you think i you know i'm i get overwhelmed all the time so yeah. i don't know I, I don't i've not met somebody who's like oh you know i'm actually i have i've met people who are overly confident and just never feel stressed by anything yeah, or, those, those people are lying okay that's what's gonna ask you maybe yeah. they're just lying um you asked me have i met someone who's like that yeah no yeah here's the thing about being overwhelmed number one out of the gate Everyone feels overwhelmed nearly all the time. Hmm. I don't think this is a new thing for humanity. I think it's I think it's actually really old. You can go back and read in the Bible parts that are three thousand years old, mm-hmm. and you'll find a whole lot of stuff. Okay, all about haste and hurry. And the basic message is: if you live a life of rushing around, which is the root of feeling overwhelmed, by the way, you will missed life. There's this idea in scripture of a life that goes beyond life. Jesus called it the abundant life, the full life. And it's the kind of thing that when we feel like we are overwhelmed, it's that elusive feeling out of reach of what it might feel like to be confident and running at the right pace and all of those sorts of things. That's the life Jesus promised. Okay. But most of us, we don't seem to have it um, and I think it's because we run around and we, we actually have this expectation of being able to do and accomplish far more than we actually can. So you're telling me this guy named Jesus teaches that we don't have to be overwhelmed? Yes. Okay. Why, uh, why should I believe that? Like that, not a single day goes by Yeah. where I don't feel overwhelmed or stressed or anxious, especially anxiety, um, Mm -hmm. different feelings. Overwhelmed is like too much to do. Anxiety, uh, kind of feels like, how do you describe that? Like I'm falling out of a chair. Mm. Um, but not yet. (laughs) Like you're about to, about to fall over my chair, which is worse. Yeah, it definitely is worse. Anxiety steals my sleep, my peace. It takes a lot. Okay. So here's the thing about Jesus. Okay. Jesus, by and large, for the last hundred years in Western culture, and I don't know before that, maybe this is true before it, Mm -hmm. has become a belief system. Okay. He's not. Okay. He's a way of life system. Okay. And so a lot of times now the focus of many Christians, Christian organizations is on having the right beliefs. Do you believe the right things? Jesus was God. Jesus uh, lived a sinless life, uh, Christian values, all that sort of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that's not, that it doesn't matter. 
What I am saying is it's possible to have a lot of right beliefs, but to be living a life that produces uh, less than what Jesus promised. So I want to take you to, to John 14, 6. This is a quote from Jesus. Okay. And John's a book of the Bible. It's one mm-hmm. of the biographies of, of mm-hmm. his life. John 14, 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. All right. Okay. Yep. Most of us want that life. The life that sounds good, that sounds uh, free from anxiety, mm-hmm. sounds free from stress, feels like we're, like I'm not overwhelmed. I'm accomplishing what I'm made to accomplish, and I'm at peace with whatever is mm-hmm. going on in my life. We want that. But what Christianity's presented for years and years and years has majored on just the truth, and it's missed, I think, the way. What is the okay. way that Jesus lived? I mean, you think about uh, the Bible, mm-hmm. and it's a biography of Jesus. If you want the life that Jesus had, the, the logical thing to do with a biography of someone's life would be to do the things that you saw that person doing, and then you'd get the life, right? Yeah. Well, do you know that Jesus had a habit of not overloading himself? <clears throat> there was all these times where his disciples, his friends, his followers had many ideas for lots of stuff for him to do. They'd go to a town and be like, oh my gosh, Jesus, these other people over there, they want to talk to you. And these other people, after that, they're going to want to talk to you. And then after that, we go to this other town. And what Jesus would do time and time again is go, that is so cool you guys think that. I'm not going to do it. I'm actually going to go away (laughs) Uh by myself and have a little me time. And then he'd walk out into the wilderness and he would just hang out and relax. Mm -hmm. He'd stare at the Sea of Galilee. There's a place, if you go to where he actually walked around in Israel, there's a mountain called Arbel, which is kind of a cliff. It overlooks the Sea of Galilee. From the spot, you can see all of the places where he lived his life. Literally, it's just a great view. And we know from Scripture, Jesus went there and would just stare at the clouds and the sea. He rejected the hurried, overwhelmed, stressed out life. He did not live it. And he says, if you want to get to the Father, you follow me. I'm the way. So if we're missing the, the life he promised, if we are stressed, if we are overwhelmed, I would just gently say, it's because we're not living the way he showed us how to live. Hmm. We've somehow missed it. Okay. All right. So you're telling me that there's this guy. Uh, first of all, from what I've heard about Jesus, he's also God. Yes. That's a little unfair. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah. But it's a little unfair to say, all right, Jesus did it, and I can too, but he's God. That's it's just a good point. frustrating. It's a good point. Oh, uh, yeah, just play basketball like Michael Jordan. He was six foot six. Exactly. I'm not, but yeah, sure. So That's a good point. Help me with that. It's like, all right, uh, th- do you know there's that other verse in the Bible that says, don't be anxious? That yeah. one... <laughs> You don't like that one, huh? No, no, no. Does it produce more anxiety in you because you're anxious? Yeah, it just irritates me. It's like (laughs) like if you told me, tell me you're anxious right now. I'm anxious. Don't. Okay. Did that work? No, I'm more anxious. (laughs) That's why it frustrates me. But when I thought about it, I I think it's saying something else. But that's not what we're talking about. um, What I want to know is, did it work for him? Or rather, did he teach anybody and it worked for them? Did it teach, did it work on a real human being? Yes. Many. I mean, many. you can read them in, in Scripture. There's many people who follow him, and their life radically changes. Okay. They start to experience the kind of life that's so good, so much better than they have before, that they actually go to their deaths 
saying, Jesus had to be the son of God. Why? Well, because he made my life better. He made my life different. He took me mm-hmm. from a place of stress and anxiety to a place where I could walk up to somebody and go, don't be anxious, and not mean mm-hmm. it as a correction, but as an invitation. There's yep. a way you can live that does not produce anxiety. A hundred percent. Nothing Jesus ever says in terms of direction, in terms of things he says to do, when he says, follow me, none of them are impossible for us to do. There's an idea in the Bible of a harsh master, okay? Except from a parable that Jesus Jesus describes, the harsh master. And you don't want to be this, right? This is sort of, as you think about um, being a leader, it's mm-hmm. one of the things I go back to. Man, what, what does that mean? How, how do I make sure I'm not, I'm not doing that? Well, someone who's a harsh master is somebody who asks for more than they resource. In other words, I ask for more than the person who I'm asking it from can possibly do. Okay. That's it. So I go, uh, Nick, you know what? I'm going to need you to make 700 perfect episodes of this podcast by the end of the day. You'd be like, I can't do that. No, okay, I can't well, do that. it's too bad. I need you to do it anyway. <laughs> um, that's not Jesus. Jesus gives us exactly what we need okay. to live the life he invites us to. We mm-hmm. have everything that it takes. The problem is, we have to be willing to lay down the things that are preventing us from having that sort of a life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, again, to, to the way, I majored on the way, but sometimes there's, there's belief systems. Jesus says, mm-hmm. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Sometimes there can be truths that we're believing about ourselves that are also in the way because we're not believing his truth about who he says we are and who he says he is. So, for instance... A lot of the reasons some of us feel anxious about things is because we feel like my worth and my value are tied to my accomplishments. Yes. And so for you, you go, man, I wake up this morning, I got this podcast. If this podcast doesn't change lives, if people aren't sending in emails and uh, videos, uh-huh. just like, look at look how different I am because of you, Nick, <laughs> then... Then I'm a then I'm then I'm not a success, right? Yep. And I know that's a, that's extreme, but that's right, that's right. that that's how a lot of us feel. Like if yep. if I don't do it, then I'm not good. Okay, that's not the truth that Jesus says. So you so the truth he says is you're worth what he says you're worth, and what he says you're worth is everything his his own life. And so you can you can either fully believe that, or you can hold on to some of the world's truth, which is, well, I mean, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Treat that as a compliment. Like when your grandma says that you're great at stuff. That's so great of her. But everybody knows really it's about what you accomplish. That's how most of us actually live. And I'd say you're living, you're living a way you don't need to, founded mm-hmm. on a truth you refuse to mm-hmm. actually embrace. Or not even refuse, but you're just, you're just not. You're just yeah. – you're missing the the full beautiful truth of Jesus. So you're saying Jesus has changed people's lives. Why would I believe what he says about me and change what I'm doing to feel less anxious or less overwhelmed if I haven't firsthand experienced that? Well, like I was, why don't I just uh, do other things to cope, like watch YouTube, smoke sure. weed, yeah, or try all that? How's it going? Is it working? <laughs> right. I mean, that's, that, this is what I tell people. It's like. With with God, there's this idea with with faith that mm-hmm. I can't do it unless I'm like fully convinced. Then I can have faith. No, faith means I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Certainty is not faith. Certainty is um, I'm sitting on a chair and it's 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 going to prevent me from hitting the ground. Pretty certain about that. Although I also have a little bit of faith because it looks like it's I loosened the screws in that yeah, one actually. You might have right. And so <laughs> there's this there's this there's faith fills in the gap of when I'm not certain about something. And what mm-hmm. I say about somebody who's who's thinking about. Um, you know, do I try believing what Jesus said? Do I try living the way that he said to live, taking rests, mm-hmm. not filling my calendar full of things, um, choosing to believe that I'm not as good as my last accomplishment and I'm not going to be as good as my next. And I'm one, I'm one failure away from being a failure, right? Th- th- those are beliefs that Jesus does not say. He has a completely different, much better, higher value to speak to you. And what I say to somebody is, um, think about it honestly like weed or YouTube or show. You don't know. You just mm-hmm. try it and you mm-hmm. see how it makes you feel and you mm-hmm. see if it works for you. T- try it. See how it, do- how it goes. That's, that's what I've done. That's what millions of people have done for a long time. And it turns out it works a lot better in my experience. So are you uh, – serious question. Yeah. Are you just saying if I change my actions, then I will be better? I'll feel better. All it is is my actions. No, I mean, again, let's, let's look at the verse. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's all tied together. Okay. Okay. So, can I the, ask you questions about each each part of that? Yeah. Or tell you my interpretation. Sure. Okay. So when I read the way, mm-hmm. the way, I read almost like a path. Like yeah. there's a path, and maybe there's like 15 to choose from and and what i'm reading jesus is saying that's the one you're supposed to take that's what i read from the first part second part is the truth it's saying that out of all the things i can believe that the thing to believe is whatever he says mm-hmm. and the third one the life which that's the most confusing one uh i think what it means is actually i don't know what that means <laughs> here's what i think it means okay um i am the way it means I I am the method. I am the practice of life. I am the habits of life. Okay. I am the methodology, the way that you live. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that I live isn't internal thoughts. It's external mm-hmm. behavior. What am I doing? So it's how. How. Okay. Uh, the truth is the why. It's the it's the conviction. It's the reality behind it mm-hmm. that makes it so that that way actually produces the life, and the life is the outcome. That's that's how I interpret that. You don't get the life of Jesus without practicing His way that's founded on His truth. Okay. So if you want to experiment with the life He promised, because He promised a better life. Life to the full. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. If you want to experiment with that, then try practicing the ways of life that are founded upon his truth, right? So here's an example. Um, there's this really old word called Sabbath. You've, okay. heard, you've heard this word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the Bible from the beginning, um, turns out like it's really a big deal yeah. to God. And that basic concept is actually really beautiful and misunderstood. The basic concept is rest one day a week. That's the way. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Because the truth that God says is you can't do it all. You need me. You have to rest and restore and you're going to enjoy life more when you're not running a million miles an hour all the time. It's taken an entire day. I mean, this is this Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. nuts in a society where 
if if you didn't work, if you didn't raise your livestock or your 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 you know your farming or whatever, you didn't survive. Like there wasn't a there wasn't like a paid day off. Okay. Okay. Three thousand okay. years ago, it wasn't a thing that existed. Yeah. Um, it was insane to say take a day a week and do nothing, just rest. Right. But people did it. They said, "Well, I'm going to choose to believe that that's true." Okay. And then I'm going to try living this way and see if it doesn't produce more life in me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the invitation of Jesus. Try believing that this is true, that you're not worth your yep. accomplishments. Yep. And then live that way. And so yep. when you get to a moment of a big accomplishment or a big task or a big whatever, yep. um, this is what I used to do. I would just write down, literally write down in the morning, piece of paper. I would think about my day and I would think, I would just write down, I am not the result of this meeting. I am not the re- receptivity of my boss to my idea. Right. I am not, I am who God says I am. Interesting. So how do you, okay, that sounds great. I love that idea. Yeah. How do, maybe we've already covered this and you can just <clears throat> reiterate for me. How do I know that's true? Like, I want to believe that I am not the result of how well this podcast goes. I want to believe that I'm not the result of the results I can show people. Yeah. Or even like showing my friends um, who I am, what I do, what what I can provide for them. I want to believe that. Um, that what, I, what I'm hearing from you is if I can detach my value to what I do, I could be free from some anxiety and overwhelmedness. Yeah. Because uh, it would it would be rooted in something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's hard. That's really hard to believe. Like the only thing I can see is what I produce. Yes. Again, this is this is where I think maybe Christianity has missed it in de-emphasizing the way mm-hmm. and only looking at the truth. And please hear me. I'm not downplaying truth. You, the okay. truth is critical. Yeah. But to, but to harp on the truth without promoting the way is opposite of the call of the Bible, right? And so how would you know? It's really, it's really simple. This is the beautiful part. God never says, uh, believe me. When Jesus walked up to people, think about this, and he called them to, to, to be his disciples, he didn't walk up to people like Matthew the, the tax mm-hmm. collector, mm-hmm. who Matthew the tax collector in that society was wealthy, uh, external, everything was great, but we know his life wasn't great. He was stressed. He felt alone. He was anxious. He All those things are true about him. Jesus didn't walk up and say, believe me. <laughs> You'll never find a spot where Jesus walks up and ever says, believe me. Right. Instead, he always says what? Follow me. Right? Follow me. Okay. And then, and then why would he say that? Because he knows if you'll try it. Right. If you'll just do what he's doing, then you'll experience the life and you'll become convinced of his truth. That's the order of how it plays out. Okay. You practice the way, you try it, you experience a better life. And then your logical con- conclusion as a logical human being is, oh my gosh, this might be true. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the invitation of God. This is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. This is Psalm 34, 8. And if you remember nothing else from this podcast, you should, everybody should remember this. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Hmm. That's actually my word for the year. Well, it's there a phrase, go. but yeah. You try it. He doesn't say, believe that God is good and then 
decide to try it. No, why would you ever do that? If I was like, Nick, man, sushi's amazing and you never had sushi before. I was like, it's so good. What are you going to have to do to determine whether or not it's good? Oh, you know, just believe you. <laughs> right? Of no, course I would, not. I would go somewhere and try it with you, probably. If you if you brought me, actually, yeah. which is invitation. So that's right. Um, what would you say to someone like me who is a Christian, believes in Jesus, wants to live in the promises of like what you're saying? Like, if you follow Him, then you will experience more peace and joy, um, and less stress because I'm believing what He says about me. Yet every day I struggle with this. What yeah. would you say to someone like me who just who still is experiencing anxiety and overwhelmingness or whatever every day? I would say I the worst thing you can do is to look at yourself and go, Oh man, I suck. I'm doing this wrong. Oh man, I've gotta fix this. If you get to the moment where you think, I've gotta fix this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be so much more overwhelmed. Okay. Instead, what you have to do is you have to give yourself grace. Um, and this is this is a, a another thing in the in the Bible that we see over and over again. There's um there's an old guy named Paul, and Paul had a mentor named Timothy, and it's the letters that Paul wrote to Timothy. At least a couple of them are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And what's amazing is you can read the intro of what this old guy wrote to the young guy. Yeah. And in all of Paul's letters, he starts them the same, with the exception of Timothy. All of Paul's letters to other people, he says, um, grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever. Like it's like this mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. opening, grace yeah. and peace to you. Right. When he writes to the younger guy, he says, grace, mercy, and peace. Okay. He inserts the word mercy. Why? Because young people mm-hmm. don't tend to give themselves mercy. Huh. They tend to hold themselves to the very highest standard and I always feel like I've got to do it. I've got to be behind. I've got to compete with my, yep. my peers. Yep. I've got to. And I don't know if it's if it's the school system that teaches us this with grades and GPAs. And I don't I have no idea where it comes from, but there's this, this idea that I'm yep. falling behind and I've. Yep. I've got to do it. And so I don't tend to give myself mercy. Yep. So number one, get have mercy on yourself. You're, it's okay, man. Okay. You're starting out. <laughs> You're not behind. It's it's totally fine. Uh-huh. You're good. Uh-huh. You're good. Two, just find a simple way founded on a simple truth and just practice it every day. And so, okay. again, for me, um, there... There was this old song I found years ago called I Am Not My Clothes. <laughs> I Am Not My Clothes. I Am Not My Clothes. And which I know that sounds strange. The idea of the song was I'm not I'm not the brand that I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm the lyrics and I'm, I'm not re- my resume. Mm-hmm. I'm not my looks. And it was a song that was about I am who God says I am. I'm not these externals. Mm-hmm. And... I just daily practiced waking up, I'd listen to that song, and I would write down, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not my shoes, whether they're cool or not. I'm not my blue jeans, whether they're the right shade of blue or the wrong shade of blue. I'm not my haircut if it's a little bit too long or it's bad hair day or whatever. I'm not my GPA. Uh, I'm not my salary. 
I'm not my weekend calendar of cool stuff to do or I feel left out because no one invited. I'm not any of those things. I am only who God says I am. Hmm. And years of that practice produce peace. Okay. So you fought, you have fought this as well. A hundred percent. Okay. So you can relate to it. Yes. Um, and I think how I'd summarize the feeling is I feel like I need to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And usually when I walk into a room here at work, uh, I'm the youngest person. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's a strange feeling. And especially with creative questions, cause I'm a creative designer person. Yeah. Um, and they look to me, it's like, Hey, what do you think? It's like, I'm not going to, I don't want to say anything because you know better than I do. That's what I assume in my brain. Mm. Um, or that my words have less value because mm-hmm. the people I'm speaking to have been around for, you know, another 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. So they inherently have more value. That's what I'm thinking. Mm. Okay. Let's talk about what's, what's true in that moment. And then I have an, I have an idea for you. Okay. okay I'll give you a, a, a thought exercise. Um, what is true, and most of the rooms you're in, most of the people have more experience than you. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's also okay. Do you know who else knows that? Uh, my boss. Uh-huh. And everybody else in the room. Okay. And so they don't look at you and go, oh my gosh, why aren't you telling us about how you solved this problem 10 years ago when you were 14? But they, they, they could. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> They're not. What you're invited to the table from the place where you are, right? And so uh-huh. when you're you, when you're when you're in your your twenties, you're always invited. I can say this as as somebody further along. It leads. I have a hundred and some people who who work for me. I don't mm-hmm. look at people in their twenties and go, "Oh my gosh, I expect you to draw from a wealth of experience." That's not what I expect from you. I expect you to bring fresh ideas. I'm not going to have because I'm not your age. Okay. That's what I expect. Okay. Okay. That's what I hope for. What do you, sorry, no. You, and I hope that you learn. And that's the other, that's the other thing is like, there's this, there's a permission to not know it all already that can be really beautiful if you lean into it. Mm-hmm. Well, but let me give you a thing that to, to kind of focus you on something different, right? Mm-hmm. Because this, what's, what's never worked for anybody is going like, uh, to your point about do not be anxious. Right. Don't be anxious. Right. Oh, okay. I'll just not be anxious. <laughs> right. Doesn't work. Because I have to be something. Yeah. Much more effective is instead of being anxious, be this instead, right? And so when you walk into a room, um, and this is this is literally what I what I did when I was 22, 23 years old. This was this was exactly if you want to know what Kyle was doing at 22, 23, I was doing this. Mm-hmm. Um I I went to a engineering school where Everybody who I graduated with got really high-paying jobs at really great companies right away, months before graduation. There'd mm-hmm. be career fairs, um, and they would go, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna go be a mechanical engineer at Honda, and I'm gonna make X billion dollars a year, or whatever." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I remember I got to the end of my senior year, and I was an industrial design major. And it was the point where the economy was lagging. Guess what no one was doing? Investing in new product design and development. Yep. And I got to the end of my senior year. It's like April, May, and I don't have a job. And I'm like, I feel awful. All of my worth is being attacked. All of who I am is just coming. You're, look at you. You're a failure out of the gate. Before I even had a career, it was like my career was already a failure in my head. That's what I, I was dealing with. 
And and there was just this pressure of like, I've gotta I've gotta prove myself. And I just I just couldn't take it. I was like, I I'm I'm going crazy. I feel awful. I wake up every day stressed and anxious and this is completely out of my control. And like I I just I just hate this. So God give me give me something different and better. And God took me back to, well, you know, what did what what was my command to you? Because uh, remember, Jesus says, follow me, right? Does Jesus ever say to us, after he says, follow me, does he ever say, um, hey, the number one command that I have, the number one thing I want you to do is to prove yourself? <laughs> no. Okay, you, 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 you know the Bible yeah. decently well, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything that remotely sounds like Jesus saying, prove yourself? Uh, he says, those who truly love me will... Uh, be like something about being obedient Ooh. to his commands. Yes. Okay. And what was his command? Uh, <laughs> that's a good, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Let's look it up. It's in, it's in the book of John. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll find it. Hold on. Okay. While you're looking it up, I'm going to ask you another question. Uh, why, what would be like a first step to somebody um, who's listening right now, who's like super overwhelmed, super stressed every single day, doesn't have a way out, is looking to the to whatever to get rid of it. Um, what would be a first step to them? It's this one. Oh, the one you're about to read? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Let's, okay. let's hear that. All right. You said uh, Jesus never says, prove yourself. He says, mm-hmm. do my commands, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know that in John 15, he summarized all of his commands? Okay. He said, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. And then he goes on to elaborate a little bit of what that looks like. Greater love mm-hmm. has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Okay. You are my friends if you do what I command. Okay, what did you command? My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Okay? Okay. When I was 22 yep. and I was struggling to find a job and I was completely overwhelmed and I felt like I had to prove myself and I was already a failure and I was doomed and I'd wasted all the money and all the time and the four years of school and all the stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to work at McDonald's my whole life. I don't even, if, if they'll have me, you know, that's where I was. <laughs> God took me here uh-huh. and went, no, 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 I have one simple command for your life. Just try it. Try to love each other. And so in April of my senior year, I stopped trying to prove myself mm-hmm. in job interviews. And instead I tried to love people. And so I would literally I'd go to a career fair. I would go talk to people in an interview. And instead of thinking in my head, leave a good impression, talk about yourself really well, whatever, I would pray in my car, God, help me love this person. Hmm. Uh, have an, a half-hour interview. I don't know if I'll ever see them again. I don't know if they know anybody who knows you. And the number one thing I think you're going to want me to have done when I leave the room is to have loved them. I don't know this person. It's a job interview. It's not really set up for me to love them, but help me love them really well. That's my prayer. And the job I got, I got hired out of college. I couldn't find a job. I got hired by a Fortune 100 company. The CEO of the company was 15,000 person company. I was hired by them. How? (laughs) Because they, they came and spoke at my class. Hmm. Uh, uh, in school I went to talk to them I tried to love them they invited me for an interview I went to her office 
we sat down and I prayed in my car beforehand, God, just help me love, love her. I don't know anything about her. I know nothing about her. And so we just start talking. And in the interview, um, you know, the, the person tends to ask you about you. And I thought, well, the loving thing to do to be ask about her. Hmm. And so I asked about her. And, that and she worked. told me about she had a son. And I asked her about her son okay. and how he was doing. Yeah. And, you know, and she just, we ended up having this wonderful conversation in which I, as a 22-year-old, I think her son was like 18 going into college. And I just talked about, you know, some of my memories and of picking a college and some of the stresses and just and just encouraged her. Yeah. I just tried to encourage yeah. her. Okay. And she hired me on the spot. Wow. Wow. On the spot? Dang. And you think about that, right? I'm like, you know, again, so there you go. Just you're getting a great job. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. That's, right. that's how it played out in my life. And I can give you a thousand more examples. I'm just saying every time I focused on the commands of Jesus, the mm-hmm. truth, mm-hmm. and then lived the way that, that mm-hmm. he described, it's worked out where I got the life. I didn't go into the interview stressed. Right. Because you're I, focused on them. Loving was, them. It wasn't about me. Okay. I wasn't proving okay. myself. I was trying to do what Jesus said and, lo- and love him really well. And it turned out that produced a, an amazing result in my life. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So, all right. I'm going to sum up what I've heard from you, mm-hmm. and then you're going to take us out somehow. I don't okay. know. You're a creative person. I, I believe in you. Um, <laughs> so what I've heard from you is, first, I told you I'm overwhelmed and stressed. Yeah. And you said that the culture we live in is hasty uh, lives in being rushed and there's a lot attached to, we put a lot of value attached to what we produce. Yeah. Um, you also said that Jesus has become more of a belief system than a way of living. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. So (laughs) 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 just being honest. That's okay. Yeah. Jesus is, I think, largely presented as a belief, external beliefs. Uh Uh-huh. Do you vote this way? Do you not vote this way? Is this uh-huh. issue moral or is it immoral? Is it I'm like, well, that's not, that's not, yeah. who cares? Right. right. That he has truth that's better than those sorts of truths. Yep. That's about who you are. Yep. And those truths are the foundation of the ways he invites us to live. And those ways are so much better mm-hmm. than all of the other ways that the world tells us to live. All of the other tips for life that are out there, there's so much better. They just, they just work better. Yeah. But you've got to try them, and that's the invitation of Scripture: taste and see, try it out. If I mean, that's the you know, if somebody wanted to try something, like, hey, I'm not sure what I think about Jesus. I go, great. Let me give you a tip. For the rest of this day, maybe even tomorrow, who knows? Every person you meet, try praying, even if you don't think God's real. Good God, if you're there, help me. Love this person well. Focus my heart, my mind, my attention on how to love them well. And then just see if you get to the end of the day and it wasn't a better day. Great. Are we done? Is that peace out? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this this conversation, we touched on so many things that are like, oh, man, it's like caves to yeah. explore. Yeah, there's a lot. But we can go there's run down. All of them much more in the future. Right. But I think for this one, I want to keep it just really, really simple. Yep. Because I think that's what Jesus did. Great. Follow me. Perfect. Great. What do I want me to do? Love the people yep. around you. Oh. Right. What else? Just that. Just do that. <laughs> great. You'll have a great yeah. life. I love that. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Okay. Okay. That's it. That's it for today. Anything else you want to talk about, Nick? No. No, this is great. Love people. Okay. 
You're going to do it? Uh, I'm going to do my best. Okay, great. Yeah. That's good enough. I'm just going to try it. That's great. Yeah. See mercy. What yeah. Right? Have yeah, mercy. Yeah, I'll try. Awesome. Well, hey, I want you to know that we are with you. If you're listening to this, no matter who you are, no matter what you believe, no matter whether you're close to God, far from God, believe in him, whatever, it doesn't really matter. We are with you and we're for you. We believe in your worth. We believe in who you are. We believe that you have a purpose and we love to help you unlock it. We will catch you next time. Bye.